0: Welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. Today, we're going to talk about judgment. We're going to talk about how we judge ourselves, how we judge other people, and how judging gets in the way of truly connecting to ourselves and to others, to living authentically. And honestly, I think judgment gets in the way of being happy, grateful people who live abundant lives. This isn't to say that I don't think you should be discerning uh, in your life, but the way that we carry around negative, toxic judgments of ourselves and of others can really be an obstacle to living a joyous, connected life. So that is what we are going to talk about in today's episode. First, I just wanna offer a couple things. Um, For one thing, Happy New Year. For those of you who are joining me right after uh, the new year of 2020, it's exciting. Um, It's exciting to be here in 2020 with all that clarity of vision of things coming in the future and things that are past. And um, I'm feeling particularly renewed and excited and, and ready to take on something or things new. So, um, I, first, I have a little bit of a request because one thing that I'm wondering is for you, what are the topics that you would most like to hear me talk about? And I want you to think about this question a little bit differently because I want to know what are the things that you might want to hear about or that are really interesting to you or intriguing to you, but where you hold judgment of yourself around that thing. Maybe there's not space in your relationship if you're in a relationship to talk about those things. Uh, and if you're single, maybe you haven't found a, an outlet for uh, conversation around a particular topic that you consider to be a little off-limits or taboo or um, or where you just feel like for some reason you shouldn't care about this thing or you shouldn't be interested in this thing. Um, so I'm wondering if you would be so gracious as to submit your questions. You can always email me. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S at neilsatin.com. Um, or you can actually record yourself asking the question if you want to be kind of gutsy, and you can send it to that email address, or better yet, use questions at relationshipalive.com. In fact, use that for the first thing too, um, if you don't mind. Um, so yeah, I want to know what's been off limits, and I want to, ta- I want to take that on in 2020. I want to tackle those topics for you and for me. And I'm really curious to see what you send my way. Also, um, many of you have heard my uh, episode uh, titled Something Deeply Personal that came out uh, back in December of 2019, where I talked about the big change in my life uh, that had been taking place actually through much of 2019 and that ended with, Uh, parting ways with my partner Chloe, um, back in the fall of 2019. And um, I just wanna say that I've really been touched by your words of support and encouragement. And uh, I haven't heard from any haters. So if you're sitting there hating me because that happened, um, thank you for your kind and considerate silence, (laughs) because I'm not sure that would have been all that helpful for me, honestly. And, uh, and I've just really appreciated um, the messages of support that have been coming. And I want you to know that for me, as much as there has been grief and turmoil and, and lots of introspection around such a big change, I want you to know that I am feeling deeply like it was the right choice for us and for me. And I'm holding a lot of hope and optimism about what is to come. Um, In many ways, I feel myself being um, freed in some ways to take on things here in the podcast that have maybe even been a little off limits for me. Um, So there's going to be some of that coming out as well that I, I think is gonna be really rich and exciting and, and help transport this overall conversation about relationship to um, even deeper levels and richer places. So I'm excited for that. And, um, and as much as I do still have moments where I dip into the well of grief, it is there for me for sure. I'm also having lots of moments where I feel deeply grateful for the way things are changing. And um, so life is good. And maybe you get the sense that that's kind of how I roll anyway, that for the most part, I'm trying to look on the bright side of things and find the, the healing potential in any moment, to find the gift in any moment, no matter how hard it is. Some moments really challenge me in that way but that's like deep down at my core that's who i am um and i like that about myself and um if any of that rubs off on you or if you feel that resonating with you within you then awesome like that's that would be my hope um because i have a, a deep reverence for life and it's twisted um beautiful logic in the way that it unfolds so um Thank you for being on this journey with me and um, thank you for both your support and your compassion and for being there excited and hopeful with me as well for what's to come. And there'll be more to say about all of that as we go on. I do want to remind you that I have a free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets. These are the kinds of things that when you put them into practice, they give you the best chance at having tough, tough conversations and staying connected with your partner. Um, and these are just my top three. I actually created a whole communication course that's been in beta and we're gonna be finalizing that and rolling it out again um, in the coming weeks. So keep an eye out for that. But if you wanna get the top three uh, communication secrets for relationship, just visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Um, I also want to take a moment to thank you for being a contributor to the podcast. So along with your questions, which hopefully you're sending in and um, along with your reviews on iTunes and or sorry, I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now, any place where you can put a word in of support or if you can tell. Um, tell a friend about the show. Like all those things are so helpful in keeping the mission going. And along with that, uh, many of you have also decided to contribute financially to the podcast, which helps me keep the lights on here at Relationship Alive headquarters. You can choose whatever amount feels right to you because every little bit counts. And uh, to make a donation, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week I would love to thank Maribeth, Kent, Sarah, Dave, Judy, Michelle, Joseph, Ruthana, and Holly. Thank you all so much for your generous support of the mission of Relationship Alive and improving uh, relationships all over the world. Um, so, if you're finding the show to be helpful for you, please consider a donation to support the mission. Lastly, we do still have a free Facebook group for everyone who is interested in uh, the cause of conscious relationships, who listens to the show and who wants to find some support and a safe space to talk about relating. Uh, it's the Relationship Alive Community on Facebook. And that's all the business I have to talk about, so let's dive into this question about judgments and how we, how we judge ourselves and how we judge others and why it creates such an impact on us. Let's start there, in fact, because it's so easy as we move through the world, our brains are designed to assess the world for potential danger. It's the negative bias of our brain, right? And that's normal. It's normal to be paying attention to where am I safe um, and where am I not safe? And to be able to make a determination about what level of risk you're willing to take on. For people who live ultra certain risk-free lives, the odds are that that will be missing some of the juice, some of the passion, some of the aliveness. It might be kind of boring, but it will be secure until suddenly it isn't because life has a way of throwing us curveballs all the time. So, part of tuning in to where you're safe and where you're not safe is being able to decide where you want to be courageous, where you want to take a calculated risk where it makes sense to be vulnerable, even if you might end up looking like a fool. Um, That could be leaning in for a kiss when you're not sure about whether it's the right time. Um, Of course, you can also just ask for consent. Like, would you like me to kiss you? That's another way. And that would be a huge risk, right? I mean, how many of us if you think about that, like sitting there with your partner or on a date and you, you really want to kiss that person, what if you just ask them, like, would it be okay if I kissed you now? Or would you, be, would you be interested in kissing me? What does that do to you inside? Well, probably for many of you, it creates a little bit of a whoa, like a little edgy sort of feeling, right? So you have to know when to make those sorts of choices really important. And so where does this line get crossed of taking in information, making intelligent assessments about that information and relying on all aspects of your intelligence, right? Not just your your head, but also what you feel in your heart, what you feel in your gut, what you feel in your in your womb or in your balls, like feeling it all throughout your body you need to be able to make intelligent choices so where does that cross the line into being judgmental and why is that such a problem it's a good question let's start with something simple defining what it is i mean by judgment what i'm talking about in this context is the act of applying a label to someone could be someone else or could be yourself that's negative and limiting so if someone lies to you then they're a lying asshole or if you're late to an important meeting it might be saying something to yourself like i'm such an idiot i'm so i'm always late no matter how hard i try it could be negative and limiting to another person to you or to the relationship that exists between the two of you, like, I'm never going to feel understood by this person. You'll notice that a judgment often includes distortions like using the words always and never, and it places a person or a situation or you in a box that's challenging to escape from. We usually judge someone as the result of being hurt or out of the fear of being hurt as a way of protecting ourselves and while the judgment might in fact protect you in the short term in the long term it may work against you which is why we're here talking about the topic and you probably know what it's like to be on the receiving end of someone else's judgment to feel them label you or decide what you are and to feel like you're powerless to change whatever it is, their, their opinion of you, which maybe wouldn't matter, except that so often other people's judgments of us also limit what's possible in our relationship with them. And when you're on the receiving end, then you can probably relate to this other quality about judgment that it's usually not based entirely on facts. It's based on what someone thinks is true about you, but that might just not be true or might only partially be true. And that's the case when you're judging someone else. It's that you often think that your judgment of them is something true, but you don't know if it's actually true. And that's because the judgment lives inside your head. And it's usually based on incomplete information. It's a combination of what you've observed and its impact on you. And... Usually these judgments are based on something or someone having a negative impact on you. So what's the difference between a judgment and, and simply being discerning? Because it might sound like I'm saying that you would want to ignore it when people have a negative impact on you. So of course not, I'm not saying that. Am I saying that your judgments are never gonna be true? Of course not. However, uh, the judgment keeps you in a place that's fixed, which will make it way more difficult for you to actually change the situation. So being discerning, on the other hand, allows you to notice what's happening and to take effective action while still staying open to new possibilities. So if it closes you down and keeps you stuck, it's a judgment. If it protects you but still allows for flexibility and change then it's being discerning so if someone is having a negative impact on you then by all means create boundaries that keep you safe from whatever it is that they're doing that's being discerning if someone or um, well you can create inner boundaries for instance If you notice that you're late all the time, then you may need to make a commitment to being early and then you would wanna create a strategy that takes into account the actual reasons that you're frequently late and making adjustments for those things. So that's being discerning as it pertains to yourself as well as to other people. Um, But let's go back for a second to what I was saying a moment ago though, that Judgments are often things that you think are true, but that are often based on stories that you're telling yourself in your own mind about yourself or a situation or another person. And it's your story that is limiting you, that's keeping you in the darkness of your own limiting beliefs. That's one reason why it can be so helpful to adopt the phrase when you're thinking about things when you're talking about things that my story about this is or my story about you is or my story about myself is just as a reminder that you are in fact telling yourself a story and once you accept the possibility that what you're seeing in front of you is just a story then you can open up to the fact that something else might also be possible so we're going to take a quick break Here, um, in order to hear from our sponsors and then afterwards i'm going to cover some strategies for getting past judgment past your stories whether you're judging others or yourself or other people are judging you but before we go to the break for sponsors i wanted to let you know that i'm thinking about making relationship alive advertisement free I've gotten lots of feedback that the ads interrupt the flow of the content and, well, I agree with you. It does interrupt the flow. And that being said, they have been an important part of keeping the podcast going. So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be shifting things a bit phasing out advertisements and creating special content for those of you who decide to help support the podcast through your donations, the podcast will still exist. And on top of that, there'll be other extra things to help you on your relationship journey to make the most out of the content that's here on the podcast. So just a reminder. If you want to support Relationship Alive, to choose something that feels right for you, just visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Okay, our first sponsor for today is Venus et Fleur. They design customizable arrangements filled with real roses that last a year that make the perfect gift for birthdays, Valentine's Day, or just because. They're super long lasting, so they're a reminder of your love and your thoughtfulness long past the day that you gave them. We received a beautiful arrangement of 16 red roses, which I gave to my daughter as a belated birthday present, and she loved them. It's hard to explain exactly, but these arrangements do seem extra, luxurious and while I went for the red roses they have all sorts of different colors available to make exactly the statement that you want to make so whether it's a special occasion to celebrate someone or something you're just buying for yourself as a yourself as a gift of self-love visit venusafleur.com alive and enter the promo code alive for complimentary shipping that's Venus A Fleur, and I'll spell that for you. It's Venus, V E N U S, and then the French word A, which means and, so E T. Fleur, which is the French word for flower, F L E U R. So venusafleur.com slash alive, and enter promo code ALIVE for free shipping in the US through February 29th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Our second sponsor has a special offer for you to help you get exactly the kind of support that you need as you're creating that web of support for yourself that we often talk about on the show. One way that allows you to connect with a professional counselor in an online environment that's safe and private is today's sponsor, BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. Along with scheduling video or phone sessions, you can also chat and text with your therapist. They're affordable and financial aid is available for those who qualify. So whether it's anxiety, depression, your relationship, your judgments, dealing with trauma, whatever it is that you're dealing with, Definitely consider BetterHelp as a way to help you transform the places where you are stuck. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option because as a Relationship Alive listener, you get 10% off your first month with discount code ALIVE. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com alive. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash alive for 10% off your first month. And thank you, BetterHelp and Venus A. for your support of Relationship Alive. So let's get back to the question of how to get past your judgments of yourself and others. And I also want to give you an example of how this might play out so that you have a chance to see how it works in action. So as I mentioned, the first step is for you to use your discernment. So if this is involving someone else, then set some appropriate boundaries that help insulate you from whatever behaviors there are that are causing your judgment. It's up to you to decide how much or far or firm of a boundary you need to create. If you feel comfortable, you might tell the other person that you're creating the boundary or taking some space because you're trying to get some clarity. And because you don't want to project all your own bullshit all over them, usually if you tell someone that you're taking responsibility for your projections and stories about them, they'll appreciate it and they'll actually welcome the space. But on the other hand, if you just make a boundary without any information, that can sometimes be triggering for the other person and actually make things worse. Of course, only you know what's going to be right in this situation. So you got to feel it out and do what feels right. Now, if we're talking about self-judgment, then your boundary is more of an inner one. So you might recognize that you have this negative self-talk and just make a commitment to yourself to be compassionate, uh, to take space, to breathe and to sort through things when you're not in the thick of everything. Um, One of the best ways to do that is to make an appointment with yourself on your calendar so that it's not an empty promise. So that's the boundary you're creating. By dedicating time to getting clarity on your inner story about yourself, uh, just like creating time to get clear on your story about someone else, Um, that's how you honor your boundaries with yourself when you're judging yourself. Okay, now what? there are essentially two things that you're going to want to do. You wanna get clear on what you do know and what you don't know. And then you're gonna wanna make a plan for the next steps in moving forward. So that's pretty much it. See, it's pretty simple. But I'm gonna walk you through it a little bit more. So how do you get clear on what you do and what you don't know? Honestly, this is something that can be really helpful to do in writing so that you can have it all out in front of you instead of swimming around in your head. Having it in front of you can also help you get some distance from your thoughts and your feelings which will help you get some perspective. It may take quite a bit of perspective for you to shift away from a dearly held belief about yourself or about someone else. So be prepared to consider some things that go against what you think is true. So you start by listing out everything that you think about a particular situation or as it pertains to your judgment. So let's say that you think someone is untrustworthy because they've lied to you about something. And just for the sake of this example, let's say that you found out that they were lying because ultimately they told you the truth. So here's some things that you might list out. You might list out that this person is a liar, they're manipulative, and they're untrustworthy. And then you might say, uh, they told me one thing that to make, make me like them, and then suddenly they told me that the truth was something different a while later. Um, they're trying to blame me for the fact that they lied to me. Uh, they yelled at me. Uh, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if I can ever believe that person again. I'm feeling traumatized by the experience. So-and-so is a jerk. Okay, I think you get the idea. These are all the things that you might list out about a particular situation. And now you want to look through your list for things that you know are true. So I'd start with the I statements that you wrote. Things like, I don't know what to believe. Seems pretty true. or I'm feeling traumatized by the experience also seems really true. They seem close to being indisputable. And they might. you might also list or um, you might also identify the things that actually happened. Like, for instance, they yelled at me or they said one thing to me and then told me that the truth was something totally different a while later. Um, now, that's not exactly what we wrote down. So I'm going to clarify that one in a minute. Um, You also want to look for your statements of pain and being hurt. The reason you're looking for those is that they give you a sense of where you might need to make boundaries and also where you probably have some healing to do. And so often that healing is about your own inner work. It doesn't have anything to do with the other person. You're also looking for them as a reminder that the reason that we typically make judgments is in response to either being hurt or the fear of being hurt, like I said at the beginning. So if you're responding to someone out of your pain, then you're not creating the best chances of actually being able to creatively shift things for the better. So you want to be able to deal with your pain, deal with your hurt, and that will help you stay in a creative solution focused frame of mind. Uh, Next, you want to look for the statements you made that just might not be true. In particular, look for your value judgments in the things that might otherwise be true. So generally, these are going to be things that are about the other person. So, for example, when I said that so-and-so lied, um, what I actually said was that they lied to make me like them and then told me the truth was something different at a, at a point down the road. So, I attributed the motivation to them that they were trying to make me like them. And that was pure speculation, unless that's what they told me. And even sometimes if, like if someone told me that... Um, It might not actually be the case because if they felt really stressed or afraid or angry, they might just tell me what they think I want to hear in order to have me back off. So those things aren't always uh, exactly true statements. Also, you know, saying someone is a liar or manipulative or untrustworthy. Those things are probably not 100% true um and that they're trying to blame you that might also not be true it's worth it usually to take every statement that you make about the other person and just lump it into this category because in the next step of the process you're going to get really clear on what's what so that should more or less cover everything that's on your list and the next kinds of questions are the really important questions First, when it comes to the ways that you're hurting, you're going to want to ask yourself questions like, what do I need to heal from because this happened? Or what agreements do I need to create or renegotiate as the result of this having happened? You can probably think of some more. The questions are designed to get you out of blaming mode and more into proactive healing and problem solving mode, which is where you wanna be. And hopefully answering these questions will also help you feel more empowered to answer the next set of questions about the judgments with a little bit more detachment and perspective because these next questions might be kind of triggering for you. Okay. So let's dive into all of your thoughts about the other person. And by the way, if you're judging yourself, then you're going to be asking yourself similar kinds of questions. Ideally, you'll imagine yourself to be a detective, a detective armed with your curiosity. Now, I'm going to warn you, some of the questions that I'm going to mention right now might be, provocative they're meant to be provoking you're going to ask yourself some extreme things to help you find the truth which is somewhere in the middle there waiting to be discovered just i wanted to just make sure that you hear me um these questions aren't meant to absolve the other person of responsibility for poor choices they're making uh, or their hurtful actions and i'm not trying to victim shame you um These questions are just meant to help you get to a more empowered place where you can know with 100% certainty and without deluding yourself that you're taking responsibility for your side of the street and that you are seeing things clearly. So you might want to ask yourself some questions like, do I know with absolute certainty that this is true? And if not, what else could explain these circumstances? This might be a good time to mention that it's helpful often to enlist the aid of a friend in going through this. A friend who can either ask you the questions and identify the places where your blind spots are, or a friend who, where you can ask them the questions, because they might be able to get creative if they have a little bit less of a personal investment in the answers. So that's a little strategy to help you with these questions. Um, Let's ask some more. Um, Here's another one. If I assume that this person was acting with the best intentions, what could those intentions have been? So instead of attributing negative intent to them you attribute positive intent to them and what what could possibly be the positive reason or reasoning that they're doing whatever it is they're doing Um, again instead of judging them Um, you might also ask yourself how am i taking this personally and what if this isn't about me at all then what would that mean now here's one that's might that might aggravate you how have i played a part in what has transpired is there anything where i can take responsibility and maybe what if this whole thing were my fault what would that mean about me and how does that change my perspective on this person now again i'm not saying that this is all your fault But it's helpful to try that perspective on because it might help you see things in a different light. And because often when I ask someone if they're taking responsibility for their part in something, the answer that they give is somewhat superficial. They'll say, yeah, of course I'm taking responsibility. Like, I'm never going to put myself in a situation again where that lying bastard can... uh, can take advantage of me or lying, whoever, right? Like, so that's their way of taking responsibility by by making a, a powerful statement about not putting themselves in a vulnerable situation in the future. And that's not really taking responsibility for how things went down, for how you contributed to the situation. So... I'll give you an example of that in a minute. Um, One last question that you might try, um, and you may come up with others too, of course, is what am I assuming is true? And how can I validate or disprove my assumptions? So hopefully you get the idea and and maybe you are getting inspired and there are even more questions coming to you that help you get at different perspectives different ways of looking at the situation and once your perspective starts to open up you, then you can ask yourself questions like what can i do to change the way that i contribute to this dynamic or can i check in with this person about my story is there anything that i can apologize for And this is also a good time to ask yourself about renewing your commitments or making agreements to yourself around the situation. So if it involves another person, it might also be worth asking them if they'd be willing to have a conversation with you, where now that you have some perspective, you can talk to them about the judgments that you've been carrying, and you can take some responsibility and apologize for your part. And overall, you can make some generative requests around their actions now that they have more awareness of their impact on you. For example, um, let's talk about the lying a little bit more. Um, if you listened to episode 24 of the podcast, which was way back with Ellen Bader and Peter Pearson, um, which was all about lying in relationship and honesty. You learned that a culture of honesty in a relationship needs to be co-created. So if you punish a partner for telling you the truth by shaming them, making them feel bad or threatening them, threatening them to leave, then you are partly responsible for creating a toxic, dishonest atmosphere in your relationship I'm not saying you can't get upset if your partner tells you something that's upsetting, but using your being upset or your anger as an excuse to abuse your partner, to be demeaning, to threaten your partner, um, that's not a recipe for either future honesty or for a successful relationship. So, of course, it's not great that you are being lied to, um, but... How did you welcome your partner's truth with open arms? Did you? Without any judgment at all? Now maybe you're getting a sense of what I'm talking about here. This is the way that you would look at a situation that's uncomfortable and where you're judging someone and where you would get really clear on ways that you might in fact be contributing to it happening. And that brings you all the way to your next steps because your next steps are about those commitments or those conversations, the ways that once you've processed through all this, the ways that you get it out into the open um, so that you can have some dialogue and find out what's true and change the things about yourself that you need to change and make the requests that you need to make. And that gets you on your way to a new place. And if someone else is judging you, then I would still go through these exercises as much as you can, and then ask them if they would be willing to to talk to you about the situation. And if they are, then you might start with your story about them that they're judging you and take it from there, because it may not even be true. Or it may be that it is true and opening up a conversation about it gives you a chance to gently show them where they're making assumptions and where the truth is actually something quite different. So if you have things that you're struggling to get past or if you have victories in dealing with your judgments of yourself and others, let me know about it. We can even talk about it here on the podcast. So just a reminder that you can send your questions to questions at relationshipalive.com. You can send your written questions or even better, just record yourself asking the question. And I'll keep you anonymous on the show, of course, but that way I can use your voice on the show, which I think is pretty sweet for other people to hear. Because... No one is normal, and everyone assumes that everyone else is normal. Everyone assumes that everyone else is is doing just fine while we have, you know, the fucked up situations happening in our relationship. So uh, I think it's good to hear other people's voices asking questions so that you know that you're really not alone. I'm not just making all this stuff up over on this end. (laughs) So in the meantime, I am wishing you... A judgment-free 2020 or at least to be able to use your judgments as a way to find even more growth connection and a sense of who you are when you're standing in your power not in your projections and just a reminder that we're still taking the last week of the month off here in relationship alive land so I will be back with you for my birthday week which is the first week of February Until then, take care and good luck in identifying your judgments and steering the ship in a new direction.